happy International Podcast Day, kids. Yeah, this podcast is international. Just added Canada to the list of countries where I have uh, subscribers and listeners. So, welcome aboard Canada. I will be saying nice things about uh, Canada in the future to welcome you officially, along with the other countries that are on board. But it's so nice that podcasting could have its own day. But you people didn't get me a card. You didn't take me to dinner. No flowers. I'm gutted. I I am going to go into my bedroom and cry now. Yep, here I go. Tonight's review of the Indians game is going to begin in a rain delay. We anticipate at any moment a severe rainstorm will strike this entire podcast and put it underwater. So in the meantime, enjoy this encore presentation of This Week in Insomnia. All right, so it looks like no rain after all. We're going to begin this uh, Indians game review in just a minute. But first, this important word from our sponsors. Tarp on, tarp off, tarp on, tarp off, the tarper. Oh, gee, while we were in that uh, uh, quick commercial break, uh, it began pouring down uh, awful hard here at the podcast, and uh, we're going to have to go into a rain delay, uh, it seems, for a minute. So we're going to send you away to this uh a special spontaneous edition of the Insomnia Review. Uh, Al Pulowski and uh, Jensen Lewis will host, and uh, we're going to talk to Andre Knott. Uh, so take it away, gentlemen. Breaking news, breaking news. The MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, has itself a Miss Marvel. yip Canadian teenage girl Iman Vellani will be playing Kamala Khan, otherwise known as Miss Marvel, in the MCU. It's official, and I think that's kind of cool. Let's, uh, let's hope they do her uh, justice instead of... Uh, Social justice. You heard? You've all heard of Peter Piper and how he picked a peck of pickled peppers? Well, you should hear what Peter Parker, Peter Pettigrew, and Petey Pumpernickel all did to top him. Peter Parker, Peter Pettigrew, and Petey Pumpernickel all picked up a pint of natural pickled pink, perfectly pickled peaches, which are pickled for a purpose in their produce section. They're gluten-free, you know. Well, as you can gather, I am not thrilled with tonight's outcome. And ultimately, ultimately, the end to the Indian season. Not happy with it. But they made the playoffs. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Huh? Hey, hold on. That's eight straight 
playoff losses. Eight straight. And this doesn't have so much to do with players on the field. Or even Sandy Alomar. Who was a childhood hero and, and he's still a hero and I would still be delighted to meet him. And I would still be awestruck. Uh, he's trying to fill in for Tito Francona and obviously he's not yet Tito Francona, now is he? This has plenty to do with the ownership and the front office. This owner thinks that you run a baseball team the way you do a restaurant. And I can get further into that analogy, but uh, I'll do that some other time. Because I, I anticipate the lecture coming back. It might be subtweet style from certain people, but I fully expect that I'm going to get a lecture back about how dare I point out these things. This owner gets all sorts of accolades. He's, it, it, for some reason, the sycophants in this town love, love to say, oh, isn't he a great owner? Isn't he great? He's wonderful. The blinders that people have. And then there's this front office. Why they just... Why, they just work magic. It's just amazing. Tonight, and this series, is the fruit of their labors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They managed to have a pitching staff that managed to get into the playoffs. An extended playoffs when eight teams from each league made it in. When we had to make it in into second place in our division by the hair on our chinny chin chin. With the pitching staff that was highly touted that we were supposed to win the division from the beginning of the season. It was a gimme. It was a gimme. We were just going to own the division. Yes, we were. That didn't work out that way, now did it? You cannot hang your hat on pitching. Yes, I get it. Pitching is important. Of course it is. You see tonight what the, the fruits of having a bad bullpen will do to you. You, you see... What, what having poor pitching can do. Last night, we have our, our future Cy Young Award winner, who's already our Triple Crown winner, go out there and just choke. And tonight, you had Carlos Carrasco. Initially, he puts us in one hell of a good position. And of course, all this rain delay business and all this nonsense that went on, they end up going to the bullpen early. Now, you have Karinchak out there. Karinchak, I can't remember which way it's, it's said. I simply call him the wild thing. Wild thing goes out there and he gives something up. He sure did. 
Everybody says, oh, don't be so hard. He, he, he uh, uh, the wild thing gave stuff up too. Yep. Multiple people in our bullpen gave up runs tonight. But it comes down to this. When we needed those heroic bats at the end. Okay, we, we go out and we acquire Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor is ultimately the killer application in that trade. We trade away Sunshine to the Padres. The Padres still very much alive in this last, I heard. And, and we get Naylor. And, and Naylor's supposed to be the killer application. And tonight he was looking like it. He sure was. So they take him out. And they put in Jordan Luplow. And jo Jordan Luplow manages to pull it off. Manages to make that look like a good idea. Then along comes Sandy Leone. And we pinch hit for him. Oh, we sure did. For Oscar Mercado. Neither one really hitting the, the cover off the ball, but Mercado manages to get on. But when we need clutch hitting, we need clutch hitting, what happens? We go to the other person that we acquired, the other bat that we acquired for Sunshine, Austin Hedges. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That didn't turn out so well, did it? I mean, I, on the one hand, I want to say, what What are you doing uh, taking Naylor out of the game? And, and it turns out okay. You, you take Sandy Leone out of the game. All right. So, so Mercado managed to get on. Okay. But then Austin Hedges, you put him in a very precarious position. He's ultimately, at the moment, our third string catcher. And you put him in the position of having to save your Tukases and save the season. In that position against the headhunter. Aroldis Chapman shouldn't even be in the league. He's tried killing people for the love of God. But there he is. And, and meanwhile, oh, we uh, I've already got people saying, well, you know, it was nice having Frankie Lindor here. We'll build around Jose Ramirez. People are warped. You know, you, you people are warped. I mean, I love Jose Ramirez. He's the GOAT. I love him. And Hernandez, I've really warmed up to him. I was a bit hard because it was Kipnis going away. And I wasn't wrong that Kipnis... Uh, you know, was not a problem and he needed to stick around. I was not wrong about that. The Cubs clearly don't believe that 
Kipnis is washed up because he's still playing for them. But but I, I, I admit I was hard on Hernandez and Hernandez has turned out okay. But you need more on the field than just J-Ram and, and, and Hernandez to win. And you got Frankie, but people are saying, well, we should get rid of Frankie now. What's the point? Let him go. <laughs> no. And oh. And then they're saying, well, why pick up Carlos Santana? Uh, his, uh, why, why uh, re-sign Carlos Santana? Let's just let him go too. <laughs> no. No. Uh-uh. Now, there, you know, there are people that are saying, well, now we're going to have to pay Josh Naylor. <sighs> All things considered, after tonight, I want to say, well, maybe he's earned that respect. But um, if you're hoping that he is going to be our outfield star, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he definitely, he, you know, I mean, starting out five for five, that's really good. But um, I don't know. Kids, I, I don't know about that one. Fran Mel Reyes, I, I, it seems he's going to stick around. I hope so. But guys, we, we need bats. And, and there's nothing that displays the ineptitude when it comes to choosing offensive players then on the Yankees squad. Gio Urshela. Tell me this. Tell me truly. If Gio Urshela were at third for us, hitting a grand slam tonight, for the Indians tonight. And then another single home run for us tonight. After being an all-star in a in another uniform here last, you know, at the all-star game when uh when we had all of those all-stars that weren't actually ours anymore. How would it look if Gio Urshela were still at third, along with his pal? Frankie Lindor. And then if you want Cesar Hernandez, yeah. And you say, well, what about Jose Ramirez? First. Yeah, but what about Carlos Santana? DH. Yeah, but what about Fran Mil Reyes? Outfield. Yeah, but what about Delino De Shields? <gasps> ding, 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 We make a trade. We trade away a Cy Young Award winner. And what do we get in return? We get a guy who's on steroids and is out for 80 games. And we get a center fielder who trips over his own feet 
and can't catch a ball. And who has regularly this season not been clutch. And that's the guy they're talking about keeping around because he's under control. Yeah, this team manages to keep a decent starting pitching rotation. Although that's mildly arguable. Because I, I, I mean, you've got, yeah, you sure do have Bieber. And yeah, you've got Carrasco. Yep. And please, Sachs managed to outperform my expectations. And then you have because in all reality Aaron Savale you, you put sticks in the pen because the pen has been pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got Wild Thing. Wild Thing did not look great tonight. Whitgren looked okay. Sticks has been all right when he's coming in relief. Oh, Brad Hand. He just blew that one save. Okay. Jose Mesa says uh, just one save, everybody. So here we are. Welcome to the offseason. Notably premature. And, and few things make me want to vomit out my eyes faster than, well, at least we made it to October. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. We sure did. An hour into October. And now all the national guys get to get their happy happies on. We get to hear more from... Alex Rodriguez about how that was a great strike zone tonight. Well, it's amazing how certain things that were strikes every time the Yankee pitcher threw it, soon as it was the Indians pitcher, huh, we don't know what you're talking about. Oh, but it was a great... Alex Rodriguez assures us why... That is, he's been tremendous tonight. Oh, oh, has he? You know, just just a thing, just a thing. I if if Alex Rodriguez wants to cover Yankee games on what is it, YES, the YES network, the Yes network. If 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 Alex Rodriguez wants to cover Yankee games for them, great. But it is abundantly clear that Alex Rodriguez should not be able to cover Yankee games nationally because he cannot be unbiased. And it's bad enough that we have to have a national team cover our game and tell us how to feel about it but can we please have an unbiased one? I know that's hard. Cleveland isn't the 
gigantic market that Minneapolis is. I'm told that Minneapolis is a bustling metropolis. I know that we're not the biggest TV market. I know that we're not on the coast. I get that. But can these uh, these national guys please, please consider being unbiased. And if you can't be unbiased, don't call the game. You want to talk about who needs to recuse themselves? When you get into the situation where you've got Alex Rodriguez calling a national game, if one of the two teams is the Yankees, he might want to take the night off. I mean, that's like having Doug Deacon go on Monday night football and call a Browns game. That that's like that that's like asking Austin Carr to go on TNT, sit next to Charles Barkley and comment on the Cavs. I wonder if he's going to say nice things. You think? Jeez, oh, Pete. And tonight, tonight, if you want an example of how the pitching was tonight, how that bullpen was tonight, they walked 12. You know how when they say that you when a team goes one through nine in the same inning, they've batted around. Tonight, the Yankees walked around. Twelve. That is a full trip through their order plus three. Is it any wonder that they scored 10 runs? And yeah, we managed to score enough runs to get it to to 9-9. But then, (coughs) we end up choking. So, 12... For those of you scoring at home, is the most walks given up by one pitching staff in a postseason game in Major League Baseball history. It ties, in fairness, it ties the Chicago White Sox in 2005. But that was, if I'm not mistaken, a 14-inning game. So if you want to hang your hat on starting pitching, and if you want to hang your hat on that and say, oh, batting doesn't matter because we've got Shane Bieber. We sure do. Shane Bieber does not give himself run support, and if Shane Bieber has a bad night, or if Carrasco has a bad night, or the Wild Thing gives up some runs, or Brad Hand gives up a run, or or uh, Whitgren uh, has a struggle, guess what? We're losing. 
because you're asking this lineup with guys like Austin Hedges and and Sandy Leone and Oscar Mercado to save the day. And I, again, I love them. I'd be honored to meet them. I'd be honored to hang out with them, get their autograph, take a picture. You know, uh, uh, of course, I would cheer them on if I were actually allowed to go to a game. And oh, I'd like to get to that before I'm done. But these guys are not clutch. They might they might be hit or miss, and there there might be those moments that you go, oh, see, see that guy, he actually got a walk there. <laughs> he sure did. Oh, see that one? He hit a home run. I, I remember Sandy Leone was bat like what, 127 or something really, really low like that. And he hits a home run. And everybody's like, see, that's why we have him. Oh, that's why. Yeah, you knew that was coming, did you? <laughs> but you want to talk about going to a game. This happened already once with the with the Boston Red Sox. Two guys had a dream tonight. They wanted to see the Indians win in person. And they managed to get into the stadium and they were enjoying life. They were watching their team because they had a dream. And rather than saying, hey, y'all are great. Y'all can be season ticket holders. We love you. You keep right on cheering. Oh, no, they arrested him, had him thrown out. Sound familiar? Can, uh, can we extrapolate that to another situation in the news? Huh? You think? Now, the only relief, I guess, is that we're saving ourselves the misery of having the American League Championship game in which there are no fans while the National League Championship game is allowed to have them. Well, thank heaven for that. I mean, I pointed this out when I heard that it was going to be the case. Now it's factual. Rob Manfred has is already saying National League Championship Series and the World Series will have fans. Thank heaven we're not going to be in a in a championship series, the American League Championship Series where there won't be any fans. Thank heaven for that. I wonder if we're going to manage to actually win a playoff game ever again. I love the team. I'm telling you, I love the team. I love every player. I love Tito. I love Sandy. You know, the guy, uh, the radio guys, the TV guys, love them. Love them. Not the question here. I wonder if this ownership and this front office has any idea what the purpose of playing 
Major League Baseball is. Because they seem to think it's, let's get into the playoffs and then melt down and self-destruct in the first round as a essentially a glorified wild card. Because that's really what we were. That's really what we were. We managed to lose. And now the Yankees are going to go on. And of course, everybody will be like, oh, well, we've got to hate the Yankees. It's all the Yankees' fault. <laughs> I tip my hat to the Yankees, other than Chapman. Chapman can kiss my glorious alabaster keister. No, no. No. I'm not mad at the Yankees. I have uh, friends and family who are Yankees fans. I'm going to be happy for them. They can kiss my grits, but I'm happy for them. Other than Chapman. He, he again, shoo. But tonight's playoff loss, it, it, you, have to, you have to start calling this front office on their crap. You have to start calling this ownership on their crap. Getting there and then losing is, is meaningless. And no, it doesn't mean, well, just don't go to the playoffs at all. God, people, I swear. Because I know that's coming too. Oh, well, maybe they just won't make it at all. How'd you feel about that, soldier? No. Uh-uh. I'm saying, if you know that you're this close, you mash the gas. You go out and you get what you're supposed to get to win the championship. You go out and you win the division. If you say you're going to win the division, win the division. We got great pitching. I'm very happy for you. Have some great hitting. You got Lindor. You got, you got Jose Ramirez. Hernandez surprised me. You got my man Perez when he's not hurt. You know, I mean, I know he's been in and out and in and out. Santana, when he's not playing hurt. Fran Mill Reyes, and he's a hell of a singer. And now, okay, Naylor, you know, did start out five for five. That was pretty cool. You might want to get something to get you over the hump. Because your four and five tonight were a bit lacking. And you certainly don't have anything coming off the bench at all. So we are now in the off season. This is it, folks. We have nothing to cheer for in the NBA. And if you want me to get to that, I'll, I'll get to that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. My, my friends out in L.A., yeah. <sighs> we don't have the NBA to watch, and now we don't have baseball. Gee, I wonder how this keeps becoming Brownstown. <sighs> well, folks, 
I mean, I, I tried, tried desperately to limit my words after what happened to poor Bieber. But I, I can't hold off. I mean, this is it. We, we don't have another game. This is the offseason. And so now that front office is on the clock. You saw what just happened tonight. You're about to witness an extended playoffs that will not include the Indians any further. You're about to have a 2-1 Browns team taking the field on Sunday. You're about to be on the back burner. Something furious, you're about to be on the back burner. And when the Cavs come back, you're going you're gonna to be in, in, everybody's, in everybody's subconscious somewhere, and that's about it. This offseason is so important. Don't screw it up. No more excuses. No more rotten apple polishing. No more nonsense about how this town is too small and this market's too small. Look at what happened with Minnesota. Look at what happened with the Chicago White Sox. And then turn on the news or pull out Google and say, gee, what seems to be happening in Chicago and Minneapolis lately? Look Look at how the Detroit Tigers gave us problems. And then have a look at what's going on in Michigan right now. And just think about this. We could have ended up in fourth place. We sure could have. It was, it was headed that way. And yes, we did manage to get back into second by the hair on our chinny chin chin and get back into the playoff hunt and managed to get into the playoffs. And somehow, yes, by the, by the grace of God, we managed to get into fourth instead of being the two seven matchup. But we just got swept and humiliated and shelled. Our big selling point has been our starting pitching, and we were not able to overcome bad outings by that starting pitching. And even worse outings by our bullpen. So this is your offseason. You're going to have to solve pitching, starting pitching three through five, and you have to fix that batting order one through nine. You have some re-signings to do. You have some players on that in that lineup to be truly proud of. Frankie Lindor and Jose Ramirez at the very top of that. But you also have some massive holes. And as much as we do love getting to the playoffs, we would like to see a winner. If you can muster it. And if you can't, well, again, I'd be happy to talk about the restaurant theory to you. 
Well, here it is, almost two in the morning. I'm all screamed out. It's time for to focus on the Browns and just let the Indians go back into obscurity until April. Pretend this didn't happen. Will I go to Indians games next year? Yeah. Yeah, as long as I'm actually allowed to go. All depends on whether or not Rob Manfred and Mike DeWine both want to get their heads out of their rear ends, but of course I will. Of course I will go to Indians games. Will I watch them? Yes. Listen to them? Sure. Wear Indians gear? Of course, as long as it's actually Indians and not the farting crickets or anything. But I have to, I have to let this go. The Indians that... I think, unless there's breaking news, it's probably the last time you guys are going to have to hear me crow about the Indians for a while because I, I just need to let it go. Stop obsessing. I, I, I really, I'll probably not even pay any attention to the rest of the playoffs at all. I know that my friends in L.A. won't, won't let me. Uh, stop thinking about how the Dodgers are going to do and the Padres, of course, but uh, I can't do it. Uh, I cannot I cannot sit here this entire offseason and, and think about this team. But uh, nevertheless, I will be excited to see them in April and hopefully this front office and this ownership realizes that that uh, this method of just skating by ain't gonna ain't gonna cut it anymore. But we'll see. I highly doubt it. That's too much to ask. Far, far too much to ask. So Alright. End of this rant. Looks like it's been about 35 minutes. If you're still listening, thank you. I hope if you're an Indians fan, there was some catharsis in here was for me. I mean, I needed to vent more than anything. Just frustrated with this team. Just frustrated. But I hope you enjoyed it. If you're still listening, thank you. And uh, go Tribe. Of course, go Browns. It's Browns time now, baby. Good night. And, of course, with all this rain delay talk... I want to say good night to the sunshine in my life. Krista, good night, baby. Love you. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night. Sweetheart, good night. His name is...